Hi, everyone. Patrick and I just wanted to give you a quick heads up on this episode before you started to listen. Uh, we do touch on some sensitive topics in the commentary for this episode, including abortion and animal rights. So we just want to give you a heads up as a content warning. In case you have some little ears that'll be listening along, you may want to give the episode a listen prior to sharing it with them. Thank you very much. This episode of Warp 5 is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program of the non-profit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. And if you want to join in on the conversation and share your thoughts on this episode or any other, please join the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type Babel, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the Facebook search field. We look forward to seeing you there. I'm J.G. Hertzler, and I played Kolos on Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise, and right now I'm on Warp 5. Welcome, boomers, to another episode of Warp 5, Trek FM's dedicated podcast to Star Trek Enterprise. I am your host, as always, Patrick Devlin, and with me is the amazing, the wonderful, the elusive, Brendan Shamatala. How are you? I'm good, but you know, I'm kind of sad, Patrick. Oh, but I'm all happy. Why do you have to do this to me? And well, I'm sad because I don't know if the feelings that I have for you are my own feelings or if there's somebody else's feelings that I have for you. They're yours. But I'm positive. I'm 100% positive. They're yours. I love you, Patrick. I know you do. <laughs> to be fair, I love you too, Brandon. <laughs> Good. Hugs. Yes, hugs. Now is when we put that that my favorite emoji or GIF on uh, or GIF or whatever on Facebook, Twitter. Oh, you just those... you're definitely getting screamed <sighs> off of that. Oh my goodness. Jif, 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 Gif, 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 blah, 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 blah. Um, that one with the two monkeys where the monkey's like patting his shoulder and then the other one comes Oh, I love that one. <laughs> Anyways, awesome. Well, we're not here to talk about monkeys and, and Patrick and my monkey love. Our bromance. <laughs> Our bromance. What are we here to talk about, Patrick? We are here to talk about, uh, we're going to do a commentary. Ooh. And we're going to we do a commentary about? on the episode Similitude. Nice. Which is That's a, a good idea. Who chose that idea? Uh, you did. Oh, good. Okay. You did. That's why it's a good idea. Yeah, the episode I chose, you got rid of, and we're doing it later down the road. Are we? Which episode is that? It's not an episode. It's two episodes. Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about, so. You te- what? You asked me if we... I watched it already. I said no, and we'll do it another time with somebody else. No, we were supposed to do that in addition to this. I know, we're and we're not We're supposed to be recording three episodes tonight, and now we're not. And we're supposed to be recording three because we're going into summer, and we want to make sure the listeners don't miss out on episodes. So we're right. recording a really far in advance. Okay. And I'm still going to try and convince you to do one more tonight after this, even just a short one. Really? Um, but, yeah. All right, listeners, you just got to look at the backstage, backhandling, how this is all put together, and why I'm so bad at this. You just got to look at Patrick's backside. Whoa. I feel bad for them. <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, so we are going to do a commentary for the episode Similitude. And the reason I chose Similitude is because uh, we, we've only done, I think it was one season three episode. I think the only season three one we've done so far is Extinction for a commentary. And uh, we've done a bunch from season two already. And we've done a couple from season one and a couple from season four. So I thought we'd do another season three one in here. And uh, I felt like crying, so we were going to do well, this Well, I think this here. is a good one to do, too, because I've had... I've made statements about this episode that I'm going to backtrack on in this viewing. Are you? Yeah, I am. Now, normally when we do one of these commentaries, I usually watch the episode ahead of time, so I know what I want to talk about 
while it's going on. I did not do that this time. But See, listeners, what I got to deal with? This guy doesn't even prepare. Not at all. I did zero preparation for this. But uh, amateur, definitely. Um, however, I thought about it a lot while I was driving my car in ten hours of traffic, and something that I said about this episode towards the end. I'm going to backtrack on now. At the end of this podcast, I look forward to it. Yes, I look forward to hearing about it. Well, should we start? We should. Uh, do you want okay. to do the countdown? Should I do the countdown? Should my wife do the countdown? Should my kids do the countdown? Who do you want to do the countdown? Um, William Shatner? Okay, let's do that. Let's call him. All right. I no, can't, I'm just kidding. I'll do the I countdown. I can't do his here. voice, so if... Three, two, one, start! <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I hit uh, start. Okay. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's start again. Um, listeners, I'll do a countdown. I'll say three, two, one, play. And when I say the word play, hit play on your device. I've got my iPad in front of me here. I've got it downloaded from Netflix. I have a, I have Amazon Prime and a 60-inch TV. Nice. And nice. Uh, we'll hit play, and then we'll go through. And I'll describe a little bit as to what you see on screen. So, three, two, one. Play. All right, there we go. It's starting up. We got the opening scene. Most yes. uh, the crew. It's panning up. It's looking up to Archer. There, they're talking about a funeral here. There's everybody's looking all grim and sad. And I got my subtitles on. He showed us just how much. He, oh, there's flocks. There's to Paul. So you guys know that if you're right on target with us, there's Reed. Good old handsome Reed. Excellent. Okay, so let's start talking about the episode. All right. Um, oh, we, we've mentioned before that we think this intro is kind of a cheat. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really work on a rewatch, but uh, but it. I I don't know. I don't know if I really. I, I think that I they had they had uh, confused me the first time I watched it, but that was a long time ago. Though I can I can tell you for sure they confused me the first time. And uh, so in, in subsequent rewatches, which is something that Star Trek fans do quite often, it's obviously not going to work unless you've gone a decade without watching it and don't remember. Mm-hmm. However, you know, for the fans who watch Star Trek all the time or try and memorize everything about it, like many of our listeners do, it's not going to work. But I, I feel like it did work the first time. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, what about you? Did, I mean, do you think it... On a first watch, this would work? Uh, I don't know that it would. You know, again, it's been so long, but it's just... This is a main character of the show. He's like... This is like... He's not McCoy. Yeah, I guess he'd kind of be like McCoy, right? For as, yeah, as high up in fair. the... You know, and so in TV at this time, we haven't had a lot of deaths. So I, I think at one point I would have been like, eh, this doesn't quite work for me. Well, maybe it doesn't, but I don't think... I think it worked for me if I remember right. I mean, I was like, uh, what was this, 2003? So I was 21 years old when this came out, when I watched it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I was a little kid. I mean, kids would definitely fall for it, right? But yeah, even if I didn't believe necessarily this is where we were going, I didn't know where we were going with the episode either. Right. Okay, here we got the foot massage. We've got the uh, neural pressure. So... What do you think about all these candles? Vulcans I, like their candles. I think this was still creepy because I was watching this with my 70-something-year-old grandmother. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, did you have to fan your grandma off? Was she getting hot? No, I would. Uh, so if you, in that, when I watched this, there was, her chair was to my right. I was, there was a couch. The TV was right in front of me. And I would get up and go just to the left of the TV and into the kitchen and go get a soda, even if I had a full one, because this is just kind of weird. <laughs> so, I know when I was a kid, I didn't like like kissy stuff when I was watching TV. With well, my I wasn't mom, a kid. So. I'm 21, but I'm still with my grandmother. Yeah, I don't know. I never watched TV with my grandma. Well, you know, we we actually shared an apartment basically in my uh, in the mm-hmm. so my mom's house. I lived with my mother at the time, and uh, it was my mom, my sister, my grandmother, and me. And uh, me basically, me and my grandmother shared a, a basement apartment. It was a full apartment, kit, full kitchen. Two bedroom, mm-hmm. really nice living room, and uh, this is such a great shot. Sorry to interrupt. This shot of the ship is so goss- awesome. I love it. Oh, okay. I'm just pouring my heart out here. Just cut me off for a picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
fine. <laughs> Who cares? We're not here to say what your grandma. Keep We're going. talking about the show, and I'm telling you about my experience the first time watching it. Sorry. However, that was a really awesome shot of the ship. But the point being is that's how I grew up, and we watched a lot of TV together. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on massage in general? Uh, for a long time, honestly, I hated them. Really? Yeah, I couldn't deal with people touching my neck. Hmm. I've gotten over that. Yeah. You know, like, I when I like to get a massage, I don't know, like, I generally prefer to actually get a massage from a dude... Because, like, I'm a big guy, and I, th- I I think I like a dude to, like, beat up my muscles when I get massages. Yeah, you know, it's so, funny you say that, because yeah. I know people who are... I, it's funny, I know guys who are totally against guys giving them massages. I know girls who are totally against guys giving them massages. So it seems like if you're going to be a masseuse, being a female is a better idea. Yeah. But I don't care uh, either way, as long as you can uh, beat me up. You know, yeah, you, beat the snot out of my muscles. You have to have muscles. strong hands. And, like, we have, like, a foot massage place down the block from my house, like, walking distance. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like one or two guys and like six or seven women there, and they're all phenomenal. Phenomenal. Cool. I mean, the problem with them is they're actually a little too strong. You leave there hurt, but when you wake up the next morning, you feel like a new person. That's how I am when I leave this podcast. I leave hurt every time. Yeah, but you never feel like a new person. I just destroy you. <laughs> okay, so we got explosions happening in engineering here. Trips coming to the rescue. Of course and, he is. Uh, it's Trip. Yeah, he's the chief engineer. Can't lose him. If I wanted to be character. anybody in Star Trek, it'd probably be Trip. Really? Or Archer. I'd want to be Garrick. That's a cool choice. No, I want to be someone on like the frontier. So it would have oh, to be Enterprise or TOS. Um, but I really like Enterprise better, personally. That was a good explosion. Yes, it was, and I wouldn't want to be him at that moment. Mm-hmm. Just to clarify that. <laughs> yeah. It's a really cool scene, too, because then you see, like, all the stuff, like, flying and hitting him in the face, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's, like, a lot of stuff going on, and then they fade from his face. You don't really realize it until you see the ship come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't know. And I, they go- I like the scene. I, I like that shot too when it drops out of warp in this like this dusty nebula here. Right, but that's pinkish, what I mean. Like, because they, yeah. they they zoom in on his face, so you still think you're looking at his face, and then the ship drops out. Mm-hmm. It's really good uh, uh, cinematography. I guess would be yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, right on. Okay, hey, so I love the 1990s uh, welding masks they're still using. By the way. Has there been significant advances in welding technology? Probably not. They're probably the same. Well, I mean, uh, 2000s, 2010s. I'm sure there will be significant advances in welding masks by then. You can't reinvent the wheel. You can't, but they have. No, they haven't. They have. First it was wood, then it was rubber. That's reinventing it. That's not reinventing it. That's that's improving it. That's not well, okay, but they could improve that welding mask. I don't know. A welding mask is a welding mask. It covers your face. you got a thick, dark shade in front of I you. I want to so you... see it covered in a Federation flag. Okay. I don't know. The one I have has an American flag on it. And the reason that that exists is because it looks cool and it was cheaper than the one that looked like the one he's using. Do you weld at your job? No, I'm not a welder. Um, I know how to. However, I haven't had the right training through my job to be certified in it. Does that make sense? Okay, so we're getting into this larvae, and we're starting to talk about the uh, interesting ethical questions of this episode. Um, so it looks like Phlox is uh, talking about implanting the DNA into the larva and re-growing another trip. So what do you so, think of this? This is interesting. We're actually doing this episode right now because okay. uh, my union, um, I know I talk about my job a lot, but this actually pertains to this. My union does critical thinking classes every year, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we've done all kinds of topics, but this topic this year, I just went this weekend, was uh, was based on similar things to this, like when they implanted like an ear, a human ear on the back of a, a rat mm-hmm. and uh, regrowing human parts using your own DNA to build them so that, like say your liver went bad, Brandon, and I don't want mm-hmm. anything to happen to Brandon, but let's just say your liver went bad, they would use your DNA to grow a new liver, that way your body wouldn't reject the liver. Mm-hmm. 
So it's interesting that this is the episode we're talking about right now because I just did a whole, you know, nine-hour critical thinking course through my union about – it was about other things too, and I won't bore the listeners, but about this particular topic. Um, mm-hmm. the, the only other thing I'll bring up is they also talked about turning you into a uh, a robot, essentially, downloading your memories into an Android, mm-hmm. uh, which has ties to Star Trek as well. And uh, and I was able to actually use the word sentient in a electrician's class, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, what do you think about growing body parts? Okay, so it, it is interesting, you know, and that's one of the joys about science fiction is that you could take a concept that's that you can't quite do, expand it a little bit, turn it into fiction, but it, it allows you to have that hypothetical conversation because. You know, it's it's interesting because what kind of rights would this thing have when well, before it wouldn't we get there, have existed? Just, I'm sorry. Before we get there, what do you think of just using just to do individual organs? Okay, so let's just say you could grow a heart. Correct. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I mean, like, what's the difference between being able to grow a heart and put in a plastic pacemaker or, like, a plastic heart? I, I absolutely agree. And I think it's better okay. to grow your own heart than it would be to put in a mechanical heart. Yeah. You know, just uh, I, uh, yeah, okay, for so. the body or whatever. I, I agree with you. There was, just in this critical thinking class, there was different viewpoints. I mean, you know, yeah. like, um, and I know you're religious, and one of the religious points was it's not okay. Yeah, and I don't, I don't agree with that. Like I, you know, I've got different religious beliefs than a lot of people, right? Like, I'm, a, I'm a religious, I'm a Christian, and I know that there's some faiths out there that don't believe in, in like medicine and stuff like that. But I do, right? I mean, like in, you know, God gave us a brain, and we came up with these things, right? Like we're using the world around us to come up with these wonderful solutions to extend life and to heal people and reduce suffering and things like this, you know, like. I don't know. Like, to me, it works, and I don't think there's any problems with with implants or transfusions or transplants or do- or body part donations, right? So, I don't know. I'm okay with it. So here we got this giant matzo ball looking thing. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, and I don't mean. And I and I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you like on the spot. To speak no, not at all. Religion, I don't mind talking but, about it. You know, the most interesting part of this episode is this is the debate. That they're looking to get out of us, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I saw something on Twitter today. I wish I could find it while we're talking, but I can't. Um, where they had, I don't know exactly, because I just kind of saw it in scrolling. They had somehow, like, 3D printed with cells eyes for somebody. Yeah. Well, I saw this, this in, That was in my um, critical thinking class. Okay, they yeah. Had to have, so like, there you a go. special medium to print on, and mm-hmm. I wish I could remember all the details, but I, I can't. But, mm-hmm. uh... So, in my opinion, now I am. If you if you nailed me down, I'm a I'm a, I'm a Roman Catholic, right? Okay. So, but I'm not the most religious person on the planet. I do have faith. I do believe in a higher being. I don't go to church. It's it's not mm-hmm. my thing. Um, the churches around here are not the greatest for multitude of reasons. But we'll leave that out of this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, so for me. Science, if you can, if I'm blind and you can reprint my eyes and make me see again, I want that. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah, I agree. Why else have? Why else were we given, you know, a free will and the ability to think mm-hmm. more than every other mammal on the planet? If we're not mm-hmm. going to use that to better our species, right? That's I how I feel. Yeah. That. And I agree with that totally. So, uh, and I know that there's some religions that don't agree with that. Um, I don't agree with that. I'm not going to force my beliefs on them. Yeah, like uh, Scientology just... doesn't believe in medicine. Yeah. You know, so... And I'm not, I'm not trying to... I, look, whatever. You believe whatever you want about Scientology, but they do not believe in using medicine. I will never be in their camp. <laughs> I can tell you that right yeah. now. See, I'm not familiar with that stuff uh, Yeah, I, well, it's, it, there's not a big following in Canada for that, right? I love seeing Flocks hold the baby. He, I think he'd be a good dad. So well, I like he, watching him. But we did hear about his kids, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we were did, always yeah. led to believe he was good at being a father um, mm-hmm. and a husband. That second season episode, the I can't remember the name of it right now, where there's that one alien that where his species was fighting against him, and he said, "I tried my best to raise my kids." 
Right. You know, but yeah. and that's when he realizes he was kind of pushing his hatred of them onto his kids. Is that the one? Uh, yeah, he was his trying biases. To not... I shouldn't say hatred, but his biases. Mm-hmm. And this episode is marvelously directed. That? What? Sorry, this episode's marvelously directed. Like the panning shots and how they're switching and seeing the kid grow. And like this is just like a matter of days, right? Like 15 days, I think they said it would take for the whole growth. Right. I think it's really, really well directed, and I like these transitions quite a bit. So I, I would agree completely. I also like that they. In- inserted Hoshi into these scenes because mm-hmm. it makes sense that she would be teaching this kid you know the thing because they're talking about language and such now and it gives yeah. it gives Hoshi a very motherly look yeah in this scene or in that scene like you'll recall yeah this is and it's interesting because it does bring up a lot of interesting discussion points too about like you know nature versus nurture you know, like this guy's like all these memories are imprinted on him, and is that and because of the because it's trip, or is it because of the way that he's grown, or like what do you think it is? Because the kid's got an accent, like trip. Right. So, but I think what's great about this episode is it doesn't really draw a line where it believes either way. It get, lets you think about it. But I think, um, you know, the old saying goes, "It takes a village to raise a child." Mm-hmm. And one of the things I feel like, at least in my community, my local, very local community, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but in my local community is it doesn't take a village anymore. People don't just go outside and hang out and do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that plays a big role in how children are raised. I, I really do because I remember growing up and we would all be in the park, right? I grew up in apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. and. Um, which are common in New York. They're not common for a lot of the people that are listening right now, but uh, everyone went to the park all summer long. And you were raised by everybody, for good or for bad. You know, Mm -hmm. there were people in my neighborhood that were people that don't agree with ideologies that my parents believed in. Mm -hmm. And my parents would explain to me why we don't believe in those thought processes. You know what I mean? And that's how I that's how I raise my kids. Is like we have neighbors who have different beliefs and different faiths, and we talk to our kids. We say these people believe this, and you're going to go to school with people who don't believe in God, right? And we tell our kids, you know, like don't don't make somebody feel differently because they don't believe what you believe, right? Like just everybody's entitled to their own beliefs. You can believe that they're wrong, but you don't make them feel bad for them being for for your belief of them being wrong. Absolutely, you know. And- that's where faith comes in, right? But I right. and I also believe none of us really know for sure, right? Mm-hmm. That's why right. we call it faith. So yeah. I could be wrong. Of course, you could be wrong. They could be wrong. Everyone could be wrong. So to denounce you because I don't agree with you is, is silly. wrong, right? Absolutely. Because hey, we might turn over. You know, I might pass away and find out. Ooh, you're the real God, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but not even just that. I mean, there were people that I grew up with whose family members were flat-out racist. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not a good lesson to learn. However, my parents turned that into a lesson. Right. Like how not to be. Exactly. You don't be like them. We are not those people. We don't agree with them. We don't believe mm-hmm. in what they believe. We are completely against what they believe. And uh, we want you to grow up. I'm talking as if I'm a, my parents, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We want you to grow up completely opposite of those people. Do you see what's wrong with their thought process? And yeah. I grew up with, I got lucky. I grew up in a neighborhood that was very, very mixed. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the fear that some people have when they meet new cultures. Because I saw them before I knew what culture was. Right. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the fact that. My kids, who and I'm, I now live in a neighborhood that I thought was more culturally diverse than it really is, but my kids have gone back to my old neighborhood and they spent time there, so they see the same things. You know what I mean? Right. And right, exactly. As far as faith goes, um, a little anecdotal story about my childhood. Again, my grandparents' best friends were Jewish. Now I said I'm Roman Catholic, so my grandparents were Roman Catholic. Um, but High and Francis were their best friends, and I remember walking up to them. At my confirmation, they came to my confirmation, walking up to them. Oh, no, it wasn't my confirmation. It was uh, First Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. And asking them if it was okay that they ate ice cream cake because we just had meat on the table. 
Mm-hmm. And we were taught, whether we agree with their their beliefs or not, that this is their beliefs, and it's disrespectful in their religion so... to have meat and milk, dairy on the same table. Okay. And as a whatever age you are at First Holy Communion, I think you're like in third grade or fourth grade or something like that, right? That I was taught then that that's what their beliefs are and it's perfectly valid. Mm-hmm. And we actually had a separate table that never had meat on it. Just so High and Francis could get up, move tables, and still have cake. Cool. You know, and I don't see anything wrong with that. I know people that do have a problem with going out of your way to help them just because they right. believe differently than you. They should just deal with your beliefs and do what you say. Yeah, and that's I don't think that's right either. I mean, like, I don't know. Everybody should be respected for their beliefs. I don't agree with all of them, but I'm not going right, to treat I, you badly. I'm not going to... You know, I eat a exactly. steak with a glass of milk. It's fine. You know? In my religion, mm-hmm. that's not a problem. But what does it take for me to make one more table? Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, we've gone on a tangent, but I think it does somewhat tie into this because now moving forward you know um, we were talking about organs but now they're going to grow an entire human Mm -hmm. and at what point does like you were saying I tabled it for a second but at what point does that human have its own rights right and it's an interesting discussion in this because you know I, I have this discussion and I bring it back to like you know data or something like this like what what constitutes the rights for an individual you know this sim was created for the sole purpose of donating his organs to trip had they not needed those organs for trip he would never have been created correct you know so like i don't know so it's a tough thing it's a tough question as to like what rights does this have now th- what i think that pulls the punch a little bit is the fact that sim is going to die no matter what i think it would have made the episode even harder to come to terms with had he just had a fast growth of 15 days and then he would have lived out a natural life. I think that would have made the episode far more interesting and far more difficult to choose a side on. But the fact that he's going to die no matter what in a short amount of time kind of negates that argument a little bit. However, it does. However, if you wait for him to naturally die, the organs are no longer viable. As long as, as far as science That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. If he if he now has the ability to live a full life, right? That's different than taking away from something that's going to be dead in a couple days. That's true. Now, I, I get what you you're know? saying. Yeah, like if trip if this if Sim could grow and live another seventy years, it's different than he's going to die in in another seven days. And um, I didn't recently read this, but I did read an article where they were cloning sheep, mm-hmm. and what they said was the sheep grew, the sheep only lived as long as whatever that cloned sheep was going to live, right? Okay. So it was acceler- It wasn't really accelerated like this. You know, what I mean, they didn't show it this. It's not this way. However, let's say they cloned a sheep that had ten years left to live. That cloned sheep would only live ten years. That would make sense. Right. So because the, the DNA they're using is already replicated two hundred gazillion times, and it's going to degrade over time like like any DNA does. So my thing is I when they started with the accelerated growth to a certain age like you were saying, that makes sense mm-hmm. because it has to catch up. I'm sure this isn't scientifically accurate, but for the viewer, it has to catch up to where Trip is at this moment, but Trip's going to live in that time another 70 years? Yeah. So Sim should, scientifically speaking, live another 70 years. But he doesn't because it's based on this larva. No, I I know. But I'm just saying, I agree with you. That was a long-winded way of saying I completely agree with you. And this is... So we'll get into it now because we're not going to get to the end. I always contested that the writers took the easy way out by him agreeing to die anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wish they wouldn't have. However, I feel like the episode did its job in sparking this debate either way. Mm -hmm. And without taking the easy way out, we may have lost Trip, in theory. Okay, but 
with them taking the quote-unquote easy way out, had they not done that and had he fought it tooth and nail, would that have been too similar to Tuvik's? Oh, it may have been. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, we could so, almost have but, a discussion with the two of the Journey crew about this episode and Tuvix. We should, actually. We should definitely mm-hmm. set that up. But I didn't even think of that. My point is I'm actually backtracking on that and saying the fact that we're even discussing this makes it all worth it either way. Yeah. And we don't have to risk losing trip and still have the discussion on whether or not that creating sim because the real discussion I want to have is was creating this sim going too far, mm-hmm. and I think it was. Yeah. See, and uh, but that, yeah, that's just it. That's the interesting discussion because is it too far? See, I don't think it's out of character for Sim to make the decision to uh, sacrifice himself at the end because again, he's got all of Trip's memories, his personality, his accent, his memories. Right? Like he is Trip. I don't think and Trip is the kind of person who would sacrifice. Either I just don't think it's right. I don't don't think science should get to the point. This is my own personal opinion, and uh, if you disagree, please disagree with me and tell me why I'm wrong. It's fine. You're wrong. Thank you. Um, I believe that if you create a being that can think for itself, you no longer have the right to kill it just to harvest its organs. Yeah. Let me put it to you this way. Um, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I don't know that you're wrong. No, <laughs> that's I, the, and that's the discussion of the episode. I don't know that correct. you're wrong. And I'm glad this episode was created because that's a good discussion. Mm-hmm. I believe um, if I sign, it, it's a myth. I don't know how um, it works in Canada, but in America, on the back of our driver's license, it says uh, organ donor. And we can write whatever we want on there if we want it all or just heart, or just lung, whatever. You know what I mean? We have that. It's not on our. It's on our health card, not on our license. Okay. So the myth is that if you fill that out, that the paramedics let you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lie. It's a flat out lie. I know plenty of paramedics and people in the medical field that would never let someone die just to let someone else live. Mm-hmm. There's not even a guarantee they will find an, a person that could take your organs in time. Right. It would right. never happen. However, that's a myth. Okay, but that's that's still a rumor and a belief of many people. Mm-hmm. Is it okay to do that? Because basically that's what they're doing to Sim, right? They're basically I saying... Disagree. No, no, no. That's not the same thing at all. Because um, if, if I'm donating my organs and like I'm a person who already existed and now by my death... I can make somebody else live. Sim was created specifically for the sole purpose of harvesting his organs. Right? I know. I, I that, get what that's you're why he was created. Now, this to me, the more ethical discussion on this is food. Okay, you know, you've got all these people out there that are fighting for animal rights. You gotta, you know, these these chickens were were free range and all this and stuff. It's like, okay, so what rights do these animals have when their sole purpose has been they have been created and raised and bred to be food for people? Should you be treating those chickens with respect when they live? I don't know how long chickens live. I don't know how long animals live, right? But we wouldn't have that many chickens locked up in these cages if we didn't use them for food. Right? I never even thought of it that way, but that's a great analogy. That's what that's what I think about. In what fact, I think I, about I, this. I'll give you a couple dates. Uh, in fact, and it's not for food. However, entertainment, mm-hmm. horse racing, right? Yeah. People love horse bullfighting, betting on it, bullfighting, uh, bullfighting. But but horse racing, I can give you exact numbers because I just recently learned them. A regular horse, a thoroughbred. Mm-hmm. will live working on a farm. Now, we think of working on a farm as hard work, even for the animal, right? Yeah. Will live 30 to 40 years. However, that same thoroughbred, if it was put into horse racing, will live 10. Mm-hmm. Because of how much stress is put on its body. Mm-hmm. Now, is it okay to decide that horse should race? That horse doesn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Is it okay to decide that horse should race when it's when the horse is dying at a third or a quarter of its normal lifespan. Right, but it's not living 
it's it's living a completely different life. I understand. No, but uh, yes. Yeah. And again, we're, I'm, I don't watch horse racing. I don't, I don't participate. Either. I actually you know, live like, near one of the most famous horse race um, tracks in the world, uh, the Triple Crown. Have you ever heard of it? Living uh, no. Okay, there's three major horse races in America. It's uh, the Kentucky Derby, which is followed by the Preakness, and then it's followed by the, the Belmont Stakes. Mm-hmm. If you can win all three, that owner has made millions. I live really close to Belmont Stakes. I've never once been to the track. Um, it's not really a moral issue. I'm not trying to tell people that if you watch horse racing, you're a horrible person. I'm just not a horse race fan. I don't gamble, right. so I've never been. Yeah, there. neither do I. See, I went to a I went to a, a bullfight when I was in Spain, and you know it wasn't the easiest thing to watch. We just we we went to Spain. We were supposed to go somewhere else. Our our uh, our accommodations fell through, so we took a train, which was an eight hour train ride, which took care of. Our, it was an overnight train ride. We spent the day in Madrid, and then we took the train back, and that was our two days that we were supposed to be in this other location. And we just happened to get off. There was a stadium right there, and somebody was scalping tickets right there. And like, so we're like, well, let's give it a try. And we watched it, and I'm like, I never, ever want to go see one again because they were stabbing the horses, they, or the, the, bulls. the bulls. They were killing them, Well, right? Which was not the original bullfighting, but that's another story. Yeah, that's what they were doing here. But it's like, these bulls were created to specifically fight in this arena. And is that I, okay? I don't know, like... Is that okay? I don't have the answer, and I'm sure there's people on both sides of the argument. I'm not going to take a stance here. I don't ever want to see another bullfight. I guess I'm kind of glad that I saw one, but I don't ever want to see one again. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, this is it's, it's interesting interesting discussion that's raised by this. I It is, uh, but now how much do you... Okay, so let's bring this back to the episode, right? Because all these are valid arguments for or against mostly against what they mm-hmm. do to Sim. But you've made some good points as to why this is not the same. Mm-hmm. Once they become sentient, does that change things? Yeah. I, I, and what exactly does sentient mean? You know what I mean? Well, sentient, to me, sentience is self-awareness. I agree. Okay, now, but I Dave have a problem. sentient, and the show decided he was, but I don't think everyone that lived at the time would agree with that, right? Yeah, like like Pulaski. Um, now, like Which like I, I have like a problem with. Better. Yeah, I I have a problem with data, in that we as people like data because he's played by Brent Spiner, but I do not believe that artificial intelligence will ever get to the point that we see in data. That's a belief. I've got nothing to base that on other than the fact that I don't think it'll ever get that close to humanity. I don't think so either. I, Because I'm Christian, because of what I believe, I believe that the soul and all of that is unique to actual living beings. You could talk to me about it online. That's just my personal belief, right? So I don't think data or I don't think any android will ever get as close to real life as Brent Spiner portraying data. I, I I agree with you, but let's pretend for a second it did. Mm-hmm. All right, just suspend disbelief and let's say it did get to that point. Mm-hmm. Does that change things for you? Well, I don't know because like it's like the doctor at the end of Voyager, right, being in the mining where they took all these holograms and put them in the mines. Yeah, you know? no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think this I, I, this episode is is trying to wrap up all of those stories in a very controversial way. Actually, yeah, like this this is a better example for rights of an individual, I think, than than maybe measure of a man is or uh, uh, what what is the Voyager one author author is it author author that's yeah the, author author because he has to prove okay. his rights. To have the because because he's only a hologram, he has no rights to his work. Yeah, I, like I think this does it better because this is a living being. I don't think the doctor. I don't think a hologram will ever be that realistic. I don't think that a an, a machine or an android will ever be that realistic. If they do, then I will have to reanalyze. I mean, like I'm I'm, I'm gonna trot on on difficult ground here, right? I mean, like my opinions on abortion have changed over time. Right? Like, I still believe that 
you know, my personal belief is abortion's not right, but I'm not going to force that belief on somebody else. That goes to my, it's your choice. Okay. okay. My belief is that is one thing. Your belief is another thing. You and I can sit down and have a discussion, but also my personal opinion on abortion has changed. I used to believe that life was the second of birth. Well, as I get older and as I think about it more, my definition of life gets closer and closer to conception. I don't know where that line is yet because that line's such a hard thing to draw, but but my beliefs, I don't believe, should be forced upon somebody else. See, now this is why I love you, Brandon. It's going back to what we started at the very beginning because <laughs> now I am closer to birth. That's my yeah. personal opinion. But no matter where you stand on this scale, mm-hmm. I believe that if you believe it's a conception, that's great for you. Exactly. And if your belief is at the moment of birth, that's great for them. Yes. For you, you get what I'm saying. But yeah. um, in terms of that particular topic... My belief is it's none of my business. What you do in your family life, yes. Um, but <laughs> I, and I agree with that. I 100 percent agree with that. Right. Like, but unfortunately, Sim is a walking, talking person. And at what point do we believe that? Okay, if I put myself in Flox's shoes, could I murder him? That's what I'm going to call it. To harvest his organs, I don't think I can do it. I don't. I don't think, think I, can I could do it, do it either. I don't think I could either, honestly. You know? I'll, and I'll admit that because yes, he is a walking around being. Right. He is absolutely. Yeah. And his his but, his his mental makeup up to this point might all be trips. However, from this moment forward, he's becoming a completely separate entity. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Trip doesn't have memories of Hoshi teaching him to read or Flox holding him. Mm-hmm. But does your opinion change with knowing that he's going to be dead in a couple of days no matter what? Well, that's and that's where... That's I, why I think they should have let him live a full life and then had to make the decision because that would have been harder. And I've always said that, and yeah. I agree with that in premise. I it just... All right, so my revelation is that it doesn't bother me as much because it still leads to this debate either way. Yeah, which is good. And this is great discussion we're having. Like, like, we if you and I are both on different sides of you think abortion, uh, not abortion, sorry, life is closer to birth and I'm closer to conception, you know, we're not angrily yelling at each other. Like, I, I think you're wrong, but you're still my friend and you're entitled to your belief. Correct. I'm not gonna, like, we can talk about it, right? We can have a discussion. But, you know, that's the fundamental issue with talking about abortion and holy smokes i can't believe we're talking about this here is that you know like we that is why there will never be agreement all around is because it's your personal definition of when sentience and life happens when is your definition of life and if you and i do not see eye to eye on it we can never agree right if we don't agree Correct. on the fundamental point of when life happens, we will never agree on the issue of abortion. And that's why it's such a hard topic, right? And that's why I don't I don't think it should be regulated. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just saying it's not anybody's business. It's a personal it's a person's choice. You know, like my sister has had an abortion. I don't I've treat known, her any differently. I've known people I don't that have bad for her. Um, like I've never been in that situation. I've never had to. But I also don't agree with the with people when they say that men shouldn't be allowed to chime in on this because I'm a person. I have kids. So I believe we should have this is my personal belief. I believe we should have a say. We don't have the final say. Yeah, so. You know, cuz one of the problems is that I don't know how it is in Canada, but in America, 90% of pro-life people are men. Well, you'll never I don't have to know carry the a baby. To that. I don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure. You know, I'm, not, so. I'm not. I'm not trying to put you on the spot with that. I'm sorry. Yeah. But so my opinion is, and look, would I rather a world where no abortion happened? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's why I gave. I just don't think it's my my decision to make someone else not have one. Mm-hmm. Right, and I agree with you 100. percent You know, like we don't want to get like we don't normally want to get political on the show, (laughs) but we do want to point out as well that we we can have a discussion, and you guys may not agree with us, whether it's with Patrick or myself, and that's but again, 
And that's fine. Just do We're it not trying to change anybody's mind. This is the discussion that's been generated between us based on the episode that we're watching because this episode is dealing with when does life happen? Right, correct. Right? And we've got to apply it to real life because that's what science fiction does. Right, because right? let's be real. We're not about to create a human to harvest his heart. Right, that doesn't happen. <laughs> so what not they're yet, really anyways. talking about is the debate of abortion and other things. That's what this episode is really getting at. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that factor into that debate, like the mother's life or if the child will be viable or there's a lot of things that a lot of things when me and you were screaming at each other, I believe you should have a choice. I believe you shouldn't have a choice. Those things are not factored in when people are screaming at each other. And they're not listening. Nobody's listening to each other right. when you're just yelling at each other. So Right. And if you disagree with me and you Ooh, think kissy, it's kissy. more like Brandon with Conception, that's cool. We can talk about it. But mm. let's talk about it. Let's not right. yell at each other about it. Yeah. yeah. We had a, like, we, we were having a, a discussion on Facebook with another friend, you know, um, which it doesn't matter who it was, but it was another podcaster. And... You know, he went and he's and he said, "I'm for it. It's up to it's a wholly up to the woman. It's her choice, and life doesn't happen until um, until birth." And I said, "And I mean, my answer to him was, by that method, you should have no problem with a mother smoking while pregnant, because if it's not alive, why does it matter, right?" And you know, like, okay, I disagree with that, but that's another story. Um, yeah, well, he he shouldn't have a problem with it. Right? Well, if no, it's not because, alive, because it's not alive doesn't mean the smoking can't affect it. I know. I also do know doctors who told women it was cool to smoke if they do it eh, less than usual. Yeah, I know. But that's also, we've we've also changed, right? We've changed medicine. We've learned how these things can affect things. You know, look, I'm not saying that like a day before you're supposed to have, whatever. You get what I'm saying. Yes, yes. The bottom line is, I would rather it never happen, Mm -hmm. but I can't speak for everybody. Yeah. And that's basically where I sit on it. Um, I do believe, since we're, since you you were very honest about where you believe, I believe that life doesn't exist until the third trimester. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that could that possibly kill the mother? We need to look at that more. Not we, me and you, them, the mother, you know, mm-hmm. and her husband. And they need to yeah. decide for themselves. Right. Yeah, and you know, people use these examples of like they use the extremes to try and fight the battles, and the extremes are the exceptions. They shouldn't be used to create the law, like they're the rules. You know, the extremes Correct. shouldn't be used, right? So, well, even worse is that the extremes shouldn't dictate the laws on the opposite spectrum. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. I don't want uh, abortions in the last week, so we outlaw them completely. Well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. That's not. There's a disconnect there. Whether I agree with it or not, like I said, if my wife were to get pregnant, I would not want her to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I'm telling you not to have one. We should probably put a trigger warning at this right at the beginning of the episode, hey? Yeah, we probably should. The beginning of the podcast. Now that the episode's done and we've barely talked about the actual episode, here we but go. But I don't the think that's true. I think that's exactly what this episode was talking <laughs> about the whole time. It could be, yes. It could be. I mean, episode. what other reason would you have now that he... Is gone and, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but what else was this episode really talking about? Um, yeah, exactly. It's talking about life. When does life happen? Right. Uh, when like, is it I, I, I don't know how you cannot have this discussion when watching this episode if you're legitimately going to do it. When does life happen? When did Sim become life? And at what point is that more important than Trip getting his organ? Yeah. Look, I get it. It's really about Trip's organ, the episode, the story. Mm-hmm. But that's not what they were conveying to us in reality. That's right, yeah. You know, um, you've been talking about uh, Twilight Zone, right? You've been on a few of those episodes with uh, on the Twilight Zone podcast. And many people's big problem was the issue banged them on the head, right? They banged them on the head mm-hmm. with the issue. The issue I feel they were talking about was abortion, and they were trying not to bang you over the head with it. Yeah, but you can see that topic in what they're trying to tell Correct. you, and that's what that's what good science fiction can do. So I love this episode. I think it's a great episode. I think this has been a good discussion. Um, I I think it was a controversial I, one. 
I hope that people listen and understand that we're just talking about it. We're not trying to change anybody's minds on anything. We're just talking about it because this is where the episode goes. I mean, in this day and age of these kinds of topics, you can upset people really quickly. And if they misunderstand one thing that you've said, right? You know, like this is a general conversation. I have may, I'm not trying to upset anybody. We're just talking based on the episode. And I, I kind of feel like we have to be a little defensive at the end of here now because of the social media landscape and how this can blow back. You know, like... It can. Uh, personally, Brendan, I don't let them blow back on me. Um, yeah. Those are my views. If you disagree with me, I welcome a conversation. Just as I ask, just keep it respectful. A conversation. And I we, will keep it respectful with you. We do not yeah. have to agree... For me to respect you as a person or respect your opinions. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. There's been a lot of people I don't agree with on social media. As long as you keep it respectful, I will keep it respectful. And we can have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that we I'm glad that we have this. This is a good I think this is a good talk. And uh, I, I agree. And I think it's something that maybe doesn't need to be discussed on warp five, but it should be discussed. Mm-hmm. And if we look, the legacy to me, um, personally, of Star Trek as a whole is getting to these discussions. So if I can some way contribute to that, then I'm proud of what we've done for the last year and a half. Right. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, I mean, it gives me a chance to talk about it in what I'm feeling is a safe environment because it's hard to bring these things up on social media. You know, because people just kind of jump all over things. And, you know, hearing it and hearing me talk about it, you can hear not just the words that I'm saying, but the tone that I'm saying them in. And I'm not being confrontational to anybody at all. I'm talking well, about my, you know, these are my points of view. These are my beliefs. That's and I've a said big multiple times. problem in today's society, in my opinion, is me and you just had a conversation. We don't agree on mm. a point. Correct? Yeah. But... Neither one of us is screaming and trying to beat the other one over the head. And the biggest reason is, is because it's not just a bunch of words on a screen where I can decide your anger in. You get what I'm saying? Because I feel like sometimes I type something and I send it to somebody and then I'm getting screamed at. And I'm getting screamed at because they think I'm screaming at them, but I wasn't. And in all honesty, they probably weren't screaming at me, but... Little by little, it gets angrier and angrier to the point where now you don't even want to be friends with the person. Yeah. And had you sat at a bar and had a drink with the guy, you could have had this whole discussion without ever getting upset. Right. Yeah. And I don't know, my biggest thing, which I guess, I don't know, I hope this doesn't get me in trouble, but I mean, the one thing that I don't like hearing and seeing on social media is that men shouldn't have an opinion on this. And I don't, I don't agree with that. We are all human beings. And we're all having the discussion on the next generation of human beings and whether or not, like, at what point that is. You don't have, again, you don't have to agree with my opinions, but I don't, I don't think that my opinion should be taken any less just because I'm a man and I can't carry the child. I can help create a child, right? I can help, I've created three children. So can Therefore, I, my can I give you opinion on bringing life into the world should be taken into consideration because I obviously have an opinion on life. So can I give so. you a for instance of something that happened in my personal life? Yes. I know a guy who was dead set against abortion, mm-hmm. right? The woman, now, let's just say she wanted one. She never wanted mm-hmm. children. She didn't want this child um, for whatever reasons. There was there was legitimate reasons, okay? Now, should she be forced to have one just because he wants one? He wants an abortion? No, no, he wants a child. I mean, in my... It, it, there was chances be... that this child could affect her health-wise. See, and that's just it. Like, in a situation like that... I don't I don't have a say in that because that those are circumstances that are out of my control that I can never comprehend. Okay. Right? So fair enough. Life, that's, that's a fair okay? assessment. So I'm just gonna give you like I said, this is just an this is something that happened in my personal life, people yeah. I know. She could have died in childbirth. 
Right, and her life has to be taken into consideration as well. And I agree, and I think if she decided to have the abortion, that's... Look, it's not an easy choice. No, it's not. It's not like she's just like, uh, flip of a coin, you know what I mean? But, so, he was dead set against it. Mm -hmm. She ended up carrying the term and having the child, but she said to him, I don't want anything to do with this child when it's born. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to have the child. You're going to raise the child. You're going to. I will give you money. You know, like um, uh, I can't remember the name of the word. Uh, but you know, Alimony? child support. I'll mm-hmm. give you child support for the child. I will pay for the child. You send me bills for their schooling, whatever. But I want you know, you marry someone else. That's their mother. If that's what they want, I don't. I want nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Now he's been spending the last four years complaining about how this woman wants nothing to do with the child. In well, my that's, opinion, that's... he's wrong. Based on what you've told me, that's that man has no reason to feel that way. Because if she made that clear from the beginning and he still wanted to have the child and keep the child, then he made his choice and he has no right to make those complaints. And I would agree. Opinion. So what I'm saying, I'm not trying to debunk your, as a man, you don't have a choice. I just mm-hmm. don't, as I said earlier, I don't think as a man you have the final choice. You know, if me and my wife were, if my wife were to get pregnant, we would have, I, look, we probably wouldn't have the discussion, but if, whatever. If we were to have the discussion, that's between me and my wife. Mm-hmm. If, for whatever reason, her life was in jeopardy, it's her choice. That's my only point. I can talk to her. She'll listen to me. Mm-hmm. Hear what I have to say. But that doesn't mean she's going to just do what I want. Is really all my point. Mm-hmm. And I would, I think I would agree with that. I've never been put in that situation so I, I don't know. Yeah, what you're saying is making sense. I don't know if I could choose between my unborn child and my wife. I don't know that I can make that choice. No, I, and I've never is... been in that situation either. Like, but I know I, someone I, who has, and they chose the child. I, I would probably choose my wife. I mean, like if I were in that same situation, I'd probably, I'd probably would choose my wife. I don't know. Like if the doctor told me my wife is going to die if she gives birth to this kid, I'd be like, uh, I love my wife. Yeah. I don't know. Like, and and look, it's like you said, you have three children, right? I have two. So it's a lot easier for me to say that, too. I, I don't know how someone who has no children would think about it. I'm not in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's just, it's, and, it's a very. But again, these are all, these are also all hypothetical situations that other people have had to deal with. I have not had to deal with. Right. So I, I don't know the emotions that are involved in those types of decisions. Right. Correct. And I've never, like, I'm not, I'm not there. I've never been in that decision. And that's why it should be up to them to make that decision. Well, that's, and that's they why have I have to make say, that decision. Um, I have an opinion. I believe this. I think this and this. However, I have no business telling another person or yeah. couple what they should or shouldn't do mm-hmm. because this is just how I think, I think, and the key word is think, I would react. Mm-hmm. However, had I been in their shoes, I may react completely different than I think right. I would right now. That's right. Absolutely. You know, so. so. Absolutely. And, so. and yeah, I, I we've been very controversial in this episode. We have, whether mm-hmm. we want to admit it or not. But mm-hmm. I think we've respected people enough to, to get our point across without the hate, I'm hoping, you know. Yeah. And, um. And I hope people listen to it, and I hope people do message me. You can message... Look, if you don't want your opinion out there and people to know what you think, message me privately. Or send, on, you can send us an email as well, right? right. Trek.fm slash contact. And right on the top, right on the top, I don't want people to know my opinion. Yeah. And we yeah. will reply not right to you. Not read it on the show. Yeah. It will not be mentioned here. We will not talk about your opinion. You can mm-hmm. you it you can talk to us, and we we don't judge. Mm-hmm. You know, we will just, we will converse with you and mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. I understand why people wouldn't want to have this conversation. I understand why if this it's was such a other hot hosts, topic issue, Brandon, I mean, I know we were joking up top, but you are one of my good friends. Thank you, man. You too. Man. And if you weren't, I probably couldn't have this conversation with you forgetting that we're recording this. Yeah. But because you are one of my very good friends, I can have this conversation with you, and I will do the same thing for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you guys are still listening, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, and if you're not, you missed a good one. 
<laughs> they, they didn't miss a good one if they're not at this point because they won't know that they missed it. So, <laughs> anywho. So, talking about uh, our opinions on life. <laughs> it's not all we've been discussing here on the network this week. So, take a quick listen to this clip and see what else you may have missed elsewhere on Trek FM. Previously on Trek.FM, Earl Grey. Yeah. This is the part where I put in my notes, well, this is a nice after-school special. Like, <laughs> after-school it, special? <laughs> you know, it just sort of wraps just up everything. <laughs> Primitive Culture, a look at history and culture through Star Trek. Now, imagine if that had have happened in The Next Generation in Season 2, that suddenly you'd had... You know, an older Spock turn up and you'd had Scotty come through his Dyson Sphere or whatever and then old McCoy's rattling around and they take over and they're basically the front... They come to hijack the Enterprise They come to again. hijack the Enterprise, yeah. And, they, and, and, and <laughs> you know, Spock goes... Yeah, Spock goes, we're going to we're going to recover a Captain Kirk from the Nexus or whatever, you know? And, and imagine that. Imagine if it becomes that. I mean, you'd be watching it thinking, what is going on? Literary Treks. If there's some really great artwork in these that I, you know, I don't think we, we give it enough praise for that. I almost want to take that panel and remove all the lightning and the pizzazz and all that stuff out of there and just <laughs> put them in a disco room and it would almost look like they're dancing. Yeah, it's just a Star Trek dance party, like Kirk's practically dabbing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Warp 5. The first joke in the film that I thought was truly funny was the long-distance call that he was getting from Lon Chaney's character, and he's turning into the wolfman on the phone, right? And the guy is like, why are you calling long-distance just to have your dog bark at me on the phone? <laughs> it's like I, don't, I think that's a great line I think it's really funny because it's like you can't see what's going on because long distance in that day and age would have been like freaking expensive right and that's what else is happening on Trek.fm check out all these shows and join the conversation about our favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond you'll find us wherever you get your podcast if you're an Apple user be sure to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts on iPhone iPad or Apple TV or the desktop iTunes app to get the latest episodes as soon as they are published. And please leave us a star rating and written review. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, in most third-party apps, and you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website or grab the RSS link. We really went all over the place with this episode, didn't we? Like, we were talking about your growing up, your... We did. We, we started off really benign and then ended up at abortion. Yeah, that's quite the topic. That's quite the change. Look, but, I, uh, in all honesty, that episode deserves a... It deserves that another kind of couple conversation. Hours. And we could talk longer. <laughs> we could. But it deserves that kind of conversation. It really does. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope I didn't offend anyone. I hope... That if people do not agree with me, they understand that I don't hate them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I hope they don't hate me. But mm -hmm. I've been hated a lot in life, so I'm kind of used to it. Mm -hmm. You know, just my views on The Edge have gotten me hated. So mm -hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. Well, we truly would love to hear your thoughts on today's show. And there's many ways for you to do that. The best place to join in the larger conversation is the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type B-A-B-E-L into the search field on Facebook and it should come right up. And if you don't want to put it in a public forum, which we perfectly understand, you can please feel free to send us an email. Uh, you can you can send us a DM, uh, uh, whatever you want, on Twitter or Facebook as well. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email, you can use the form on our website at trek.fm slash contact. Choose to send to a show and select Warp 5. That will come right to us. You can also find the network on Twitter at TrekFM and on Facebook at facebook.com slash TrekFM. Uh, Patrick, where can people find you when you're not trying to fix the warp engines? So when I'm not doing that, um, you can find me at Twitter at MagicTrop5. There's no spaces. The 5 is a digit. You can find me on the Babel Conference where I try and interact as much as possible. You can find me in Messenger if you want to talk about this privately, and I answer those immediately, always. Mm -hmm. So they pop up. I will see what? them. You don't answer mine immediately. Liar. 
I can show you. You you said something at five fifty eight or five twenty eight. I answered at five twenty nine. Um, <laughs> I will answer you, and uh, anything you send there <laughs> stays between you and I, unless you want me to bring Brandon in. We can have a discussion, but that stays private to those groups. Um, and you can also find me on the Edge, where I uh, I co-host with my good friend Amy Nelson, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, Brandon, where can people find you when you're not uh, discussing hard topics that uh, people might shy away from, but you're a champ? You can find me on Twitter, at Brandon Metella. You can find me here on the network with Melodic Treks, which is all about the music of Star Trek. Um, I do a podcast generally once a month. Uh, you can find me over on the Fandom Podcast Network once a month with my friends Chris and Tom. We have a show called Good Evening, and Alfred Hitchcock podcast, and we cover all of Hitch's films one at a time. Um, and uh, next, this month's episode, actually, I think it is, uh, we just did a commentary for Psycho. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. We haven't recorded it yet as of the, this recording, but... Uh, oh, hold uh, on, wait. Out. Do you take guests on that? We already have a guest. Damn. Yeah, we've got... So there's going to be four of us. Hitchcock, but... Think of me for a future Hiscock. Okay, sounds good. I'll, we'll get you on at a future time. Um, and then uh, Zach and I, from Standard Orbit, we have a show called Franchise Fatigue over on the United Federation of Podcasts. And over there we talk about films, their sequels, and their remakes. If you'd like to help us keep all of our shows coming to you each week, you can become a patron of the network on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash trekfm. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash trekfm to get all the details. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, producer credits, and more. Available through our special patrons website, Patron Zone. It requires a great deal of money to produce, host, and distribute these shows each month. We really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find all the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. And that's how I originally got involved in the network. I became a patron, and I was an associate producer for Metatrex because I love that show. And uh, and that parlayed into me having my own podcast and joining you and... Joining, I was on Metatrax a few times, uh, one time, and uh, Earl Grey, and it's been the greatest thing that ever happened to me in, in my uh, Star Trek fandom. And we've all regretted it ever since. You have, but I'm still here. I just keep <laughs> going, chugging along. At this time, we'd like to thank all of our wonderful associate producers here on the network, and uh, they specifically support Warp 5, but they do support the network as a whole. Norman C. Lau, Floyd Dorsey, Mike Morrison, Tim Cooper, Justin Ozer, Mark Flessa, Chris Trebuzio, and Jim McMahon. I am uh, the most associated producer person on the network. Yes, because you got a lot on uh, the edge. And here. And here. (laughs) Excellent. Well, that's all we've got for you this week. So until next time, don't be afraid of the wind. <laughs>